Hello, my lovely podcast listeners. Oh, I'm excited for this topic today. We're going to be talking about what is food freedom and how do I get it? And the reason this came about actually was because I just ran um, a challenge a few weeks ago called our Spring Into Weight Loss Challenge. And without fail, 90% of the women that joined that challenge said they wanted a better relationship with food. So we went into we went into it deep in that challenge, but I want to go into it even deeper um, or even at least just kind of sharing what does it look like for you to have food freedom, experience food freedom, and how do we get it? How do we heal our relationship with food? We're going to be talking all about that today, so stay tuned. Before we dive in, I want to let you know about our membership program called the Wellness Academy. This is an online coaching community for women who want to ditch the diet mentality, exactly what we're talking about today, heal their relationship with food and their body, and create sustainable habits that support health, fitness, weight loss, and wellness. The amazing thing about this membership is that it's individualized to your unique needs. So we have a coaching framework that help women go from stuck in the diet and sabotage cycle to achieving all their health and wellness goals and finding joy in the process. In your first 30 days in the membership, you will receive a clear step-by-step roadmap to take you from where you are to where you want to go and all the steps that it takes to get there. I wanted to share just a few successes our members have had recently. We've had a member lose 10 pounds just by working on habits of movement, meal planning, and sleep. Another member is overcoming emotional eating by creating her own self-care and self-talk plan, which is something that we work on in the academy. We have women healing their relationship with food, women starting new strength training programs, women learning to honor their hunger and fullness cues without having to track calories and women being gentler and kinder to their bodies than they ever had before while still experiencing the results that they want. So my friends, if you want to experience your own results like these, you can go to a womanofwellness.com forward slash academy or click the link in the show notes to learn more and join us in the membership. And as a special podcast listener, we're offering $17 off your first month, making the membership just $30 for your first 30 days. Use the code podcast at checkout to get this offer, and we would love to see you in there. Let's dive into the episode now. Welcome to the Woman of Wellness podcast, a show for the woman who wants to make peace with food, love her body, and find joy in exercise and movement. I'm Elizabeth, exercise physiologist and women's nutrition and wellness coach here to spread the message that it is absolutely possible for you to enjoy food, exercise, and your body without guilt, shame, or regret. To the woman who is fed up with dieting, feels trapped in a body she wishes she could love, or who lets food and fitness rules overtake her life, it's time to put a hard stop on diet culture and discover wellness within. My friend, you are already a woman of wellness. Your worth is more than a number on the scale. You are worthy of showing up in love for your body today and every day. On this podcast, I want you to show up as yourself, beautifully imperfect and gain confidence to accomplish anything you set your mind to. 
I believe that every woman has the gift of knowing what her body truly wants and needs within herself, and I'm here to help you discover it. Join me each week for conversations about food, fitness, weight loss, and wellness to help you achieve your goals and love taking care of your unique body. It's a lie that wellness has to be hard, painful, and downright miserable, and I'm ready to link arms with you and experience the joy of wellness together. Okay, let's talk about food freedom. What is food freedom? How do I get it? How do we define it? All of the above. If you're in a place where your relationship with food might be described as messy, right? It could be miserable, messy, um, unbalanced, wild, just something that's not balanced, right? Or happy. That's the goal. We want to have a happy relationship with food. So that's the goal of the episode today is to help you get some first steps on healing your relationship with food. And I wanted to start by how would I define food freedom, right? If you think about having a relationship in your life, maybe a relationship with a significant other, we know that it requires some things, right? It requires some work. It requires some important things. And a lot of women come to me when they're struggling in the diet cycle and they just, they, they kind of want the similar sentiment is I just want to avoid, I just want to be able to not have to think about food. And I understand where that's coming from, right? Because especially if you're stressed out and overwhelmed and all of the above, it can feel like a lot to, you just kind of want it to go away because it's so, it's such a stressful part of your life. You think about it all the time and you're in desperation mode. And so we understand that. We also understand that if we want to have a happy relationship with anything or anyone in our lives, we can't avoid it. We can't. We need to learn how to essentially get along with it, right? And I I always take it back to a significant other relationship. It requires some time. It requires some work. It requires some effort. It requires us to... um, give time, energy, all of the above to the building up of that relationship. And that doesn't mean that it's ever going to be perfect, but we learn how to essentially relate to that person or in this situation, how to relate with food. So if you're in a space of, I just, I don't even want to have to think about it. I want you to open I want you to put that on the shelf for a minute and I want to open your mind today to what it looks like to actually have a good relationship with food. Because last I checked, we can't just eliminate it, right? It's part of our lives. They haven't come out with an IV that's like, here's all your nutrition you'll ever need. Like we have to eat multiple times a day to actually live at the base level and then to thrive and and all of that, you know, with energy and, and everything. So My goal today is to help you come to a better relationship with food. Let's start. How would we define food freedom? Here's some things that I wrote down as what I would define as like, I've I've achieved food freedom or I'm living a lifestyle of food freedom. A balanced relationship with food, right? We don't live in the extremes of extreme restriction and extreme binging or overeating. We live in the middle of... um, the balance, right? Understanding that there are um, boundaries and also freedom. 
I also would describe it as a balanced approach to nutrition with both balanced nutrients and a balanced nutrition strategy or a meal plan. So it's learning how to use nutrition to fuel your body and also being prepared and having a strategy so that you're not like grabbing and going all the time or just, you know, you're hungry and you have nothing ready. So uh, food freedom is getting the nutrients that your body needs to serve the lifestyle you want to live and also having a bit of a strategy to um, get all those things prepared and ready so that you can eat that way. The ability to use my body's cues to guide my food decisions. So food freedom is learning how to listen to what my body needs and use that to make decisions about food, hunger, fullness, satisfaction, all of the above. I would also define it as using food to fuel the life I want to live. How can I utilize food, which is our main source of energy, to show up in the way that I want to show up. That's food freedom, right? My food supports my lifestyle. And also experiencing the positive emotional aspects of food. Food is connection. Food is memories. Food is celebration. Food can be a positive emotional experience. It doesn't have to be um, a, a negative or... Um, What's the word I would use? It doesn't have to be like, it doesn't have to be shameful. And it doesn't have to feel like it should only be used as fuel. It can be used for fun. It can be used for positive experiences and all of that. So that's how I would describe food freedom. If I was a woman, well, I am, (laughs) as a woman living food freedom, those are the things that would describe my relationship with food and what it's like to experience a life of food freedom. And if this is something that you want, I want to coach you through how to get there today. So I have kind of some steps to help you if you're like, where do I go? Where do I start? All of that. Step number one, if you're new around here, um, or if you're not new around here, this is old news, but identify your starting point. Our goal 100% of the time is to meet ourselves where we are. So where are you in the balance? Are you on the extreme diet end? Are you on the extreme, um, you know, I don't care, no, no regard to like balance, freedom, right? Like kind of that side of freedom without um, boundaries or without responsibility or accountability, right? So we have to kind of identify first where we are in this kind of pendulum swing, right? Food freedom is the middle of the pendulum and the swings can go either to the extreme restriction or to the extreme binge. And we want to find ourselves in the middle. So let's identify where you're at first. My second step is to be kind to yourself, okay? When you choose to meet yourself where you are, we don't shame ourselves. We don't say, I've got to desperately get out of this. I have to, um, you know, I'm not worthy of it or I'm, look at how much I've ruined my body, right? All these, these words that come up in our minds a lot of the time, especially when we don't feel good in our bodies. And I want you to invite kindness, self-compassion and allow time for healing. In this stage of healing your relationship with food, we're eliminating the expectation of weight loss. I understand this can feel frustrating. 
Um, that doesn't mean that people don't lose weight in this stage, but we don't have an expectation here, right? We don't have an expectation of weight because you are working to heal that relationship. And that might mean exploring food. That might mean exploring hunger and fullness. So we have to eliminate this expectation of weight loss. Don't get on the scale. Don't be measuring yourself. Just let yourself heal and be kind. Practice self-compassion and understand that healing creates opportunities for <clears throat> more growth, more goals, right? So when your relationship with, with food is healed, you can enter a weight loss stage. But if we're living in diet, binge, restrict cycle all the time, we're going to continue living that in that and never being able to find a happy balance with our weight until we reach that place of, of food freedom. Okay. So I know it's frustrating sometimes to hear this, but I want you to just throw out that expectation of weight loss and understand that there's a lot more that you're going to be getting out of this than, than just weight loss, which is what we're taught, right? What we are expected to pursue all the time. Number three is to follow the order of operations. So I'm going to give you an order of operations for how to heal your relationship with food. How, where do I start? I've met myself where I am. I'm working on being kind to myself, compassionate. I'm eliminating that expectation of weight loss. Now what? What are my practical steps? Step number one is to start paying attention to your body. Start creating a connection between your brain and your body, your emotional cues and your physical cues, your thoughts and your body's cues, right? Just start listening. Become a detective. We call it, we, that's something that we talk about um, in our wellness academy is you want to become a detective of your body. You need to start listening to those cues that your body wants to give you. And if you've been in diet cycle for a long time, it's normal that like it's going to it's going to take some time. You might not recognize hunger fullness cues. You might not recognize certain cues or you may not even realize that you were ignoring them. But just start listening. And if you need help with that, I recommend setting a timer for every 2 hours and just asking yourself, how am I feeling? Where am I at? Like just checking in with yourself. If you don't have a regular habit of checking in with yourself, and this becomes kind of a natural habit when you get into it. Like I don't check on my hunger and fullness every couple hours now. I just know like, okay, I feel hungry. Sometimes I'll look at the clock and be like, does this make sense? Like, where is this coming from? Right? Like sometimes, you know, I become that detective of, of what, what do I need? But for the most part, my body just says, Hey, I'm hungry. I'm going to go eat. Hey, I'm full. I'm going to stop eating. And how can I make this food satisfying so that I leave feeling like I'm actually satisfied with it rather than wanting more or um, it didn't meet what I wanted, right? So that is step number one, is just start listening. Listen to the physical and emotional needs of your body. Start connecting. Connect your brain to your body. Your body will give you all the cues you need. You just have to learn to listen to it. And we have women in the academy that are always blown away by this when they start listening to their hunger and fullness cues and stop relying on tracking to monitor their food. And we see a lot of weight loss come in because we start to listen to our bodies. So that's just a little like, just know that we can, there is room for goals when we start to 
do it this way, right? When we start to learn to listen to our body. That's the first order of operations. Second order of operations, add in the hunger and fullness cues. So you're just starting to listen to your body, right? And then the second thing that we want to do is really be mindful specifically to hunger and fullness. Ask yourself, am I hungry? What kind of hungry am I at? What kind of hungry am I? Am I hungry for a snack? Am I hungry for a meal? Sit down with your meal. Be mindful about it. Spend 10 to 15 minutes just sitting down with one meal each day. You can do that. And listening. Ask yourself where you're at when you start the meal. Ask yourself, check in with yourself in the middle of the meal. And then ask yourself, okay, what does it feel like for me to feel satisfied and content? We have our satisfied and content number. It's usually a seven or eight out of 10. Um, if you're going to do a, a number scale, what am I, what do I feel satisfied and content and where would I feel overfull or where am I underfull, right? Or underfed or did I let my hunger cue get too full? And so then I overate, right? We're just starting to listen so that we can find the balance of hunger and fullness where we don't let ourselves get too hungry, right? The extreme restriction or let ourselves overfill, binge, um, overeat, not listen to those cues. Um, because if you think about it, think about a swing for a minute, everybody can visualize a swing. The harder you pull that, the, the further you pull that swing back, what's going to happen? the further forward it's going to go. So the more you restrict, the more likely you are to binge. That just makes sense, right? So right now we're trying to identify your body's hunger and fullness cues, what they feel like for you. They're a little bit different for everyone, right? And start practicing living kind of in that space of like, okay, I feel a hunger okay, I'm going to sit down and eat. I'm going to listen. Okay. I feel like I'm at a good place right now to stop. If I ate a couple more, I would probably feel over full. So I'm just going to stop, check in with myself in 10 or 15 minutes, like go about my day, just see how I'm feeling, right? Become the detective. Okay. Order of operations. Number three is to start creating balanced plates of food. You will be able to magnify. Is that the right word? Um, you'll be able to really fine tune and utilize food, utilize your hunger and fullness cues when you have the right nutrients on your plate, proteins, fats, carbohydrates, veggies, right? Fruits, those things that nourish our bodies. When we start to create a balanced plate of those things, you're going to be better at listening to your hunger and fullness cues. You're going to be better at listening to your body because your body's going to say, hey, this is awesome. You're giving me what I need. So I'm going to continue to tell you what I need. And it's, it starts with learning how to balance those plates. And it's very likely that you know what this looks like, especially if you've done diets for a long time, right? but we do it without rules. We do it in the sense of this is what's fueling my body. I know that if I eat a bagel and cream cheese in the morning for breakfast, I feel hungry an hour later. But what if I put like a bagel with eggs and some spinach on it and cheese or, or whatever, right? Or avocado with some fruit on the side. What if I did that? How might I feel in a couple hours? Like, will I feel satisfied? When we start to create that balanced plate, we get the nutrients we need 
and we're better able to listen to the hunger and fullness cues because the nutrients are giving our bodies what it needs. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. So that's your third order of operations or hierarchy. I don't know what we want to call it. And then finally, you want to start creating a flexible meal plan. Okay. So you want to start saying, I need to be a little bit more prepared for breakfast, lunches, dinners, snacks, right? Instead of being caught off guard and getting yourself to a point of so starving and you don't have anything, right? We never want to get ourselves to a place of too hungry because we usually swing to the other side. So once we understand what a balanced plate of food kind of looks like, then we can start creating some meal plans. Okay, this is what I want to include in my breakfasts. This is what I want to have at my dinners. This is what I want to create as snacks when I'm hungry. I understand how this works. And so I prepare these things so that when I have a cue that comes from my body that says, hey, I'm hungry, or hey, I need some energy, I am ready. I'm ready to respond. It's, it's like anything in our lives, right? We have to be ready to respond. If you're prepared, there's nothing to be worried about because you know what you need. You know that you have what you need to fulfill those needs. And it becomes, that's where the relationship thrives, right? the relationship thrives. So I want to bring it back to the relationship status or relationship, right? How do we, how do we build a relationship? We just, and I, and I want to put it in context of like a significant other, but I want you to think about it from the standpoint of food too. So we're kind of putting them together because we want to bring these pieces together. Start paying attention to them. Start listening, learn about them, connect with them, right? First, connect. Then start learning what they're telling you. Start listening to things that they're telling you so that you can meet their needs, right? Start doing things that will develop that relationship. Things, good things that support the growth of a healthy relationship. And then make sure you have a kind of a relationship plan, right? Do you go on dates every week? Do you connect with each other on certain occasions? How do you, how do you strengthen and fortify that um, relationship? How do you be intentional about that? Well, it's the same thing with food. Start paying attention to your body. Add those hunger and fullness cues in. Start creating balanced plates of food and be flexible and create a flexible meal plan. Okay? So, Before I sign off, I understand that this is all good, but there might be one thing holding you back. And here's what it is. Here's what a lot of women that come into our Wellness Academy struggle with. And we work so deeply on this because it's part of all of our lives. Your beliefs and your stories about your ability to heal your relationship with food might be messy because of your past, because of the history. Maybe you have tried the, quote, intuitive eating approach and you just overate. 
Or maybe you have tried going off macro counting and you gained weight. You have stories and beliefs that are truths for you in your life that this feels impossible or I can't do it this way because it hasn't worked for me in the past. And in order for us to heal the relationship with food, we have to create a new story and a new belief that it is possible for you to build a healthy relationship with food without dieting, tracking, measuring, weighing, to to be able to have a happy, balanced relationship with food. We have to do that first. And we have to identify where the negative thinking is coming from, right? Some of the is from your past and your history and then step into a new belief. How do we do this? Without making this episode too long, we identify the current belief. What belief is holding me back from diving into this? It's probably something like, I've tried this before, it hasn't worked. Um, I gain weight when I stop tracking. Um, I don't know how to honor and listen. I don't know how to listen to and honor my hunger and fullness cues, right? Some of these things that come in, I, I don't know how to feel safe around food if it's just a free for all or if, if I don't have off limits foods, right? So there's probably a lot of stories going on in your head. Here's the simplest thing that I can help you with. Um, on the podcast is that we want to identify what story do I want to believe and then how can I commit to believing that story? How can I create a commitment to say I am committed to healing this relationship with food and so I do this. I make these choices. We want to take the old story, create a new story, and then create actions that are commitment to healing that relationship. And this is something that we can help you do in the Wellness Academy. We go really deep into our stories and our beliefs because it's the, the way that you think is the way that you act. And if the way that you think is holding you back, then we're, our, our actions aren't going to match, right? If I don't believe that I can do it this way, because I have a lot of experience on this side of evidence that it hasn't worked for me before or that I'm afraid or whatever, then it'd be really hard to take those actions. It'd be really hard to rely on hunger and fullness cues if you've relied on tracking for your whole life. So we have to step into this new belief and we have a whole dialogue that we help you work through in the Wellness Academy. Um, But you get to this kind of end point of like, what is the new belief that you want to create? How can we create commitment to it and then create action from there? Okay, so I just want you to know a relationship requires work, but guess what? You know this about anything in your life. It's also worth the work and effort because it pays off in the long run. And that's your goal. We're not here for a quick 30 day fix. We're not here for 75 days. (laughs) I don't know. I'm trying to think of some of the popular ones out there, Um, but we're here for the long term. We're here for the, we're here for long-term support for your body so that you can show up as the woman of wellness that you want to be always, every day you wake up and are aligned with that vision of the woman of wellness that you want to be. So I hope this is a helpful episode to give you um, an idea of where to start. Where do I start healing my relationship with food? 
and we can help you go deeper in that um, inside our Wellness Academy. Remember, if you're a podcast listener, you get a special code. Use the code podcast and you'll get your first month for 30 days. 30 days for $30. Sorry, I didn't say that right. Your first month for 30 days. Uh, you'll get your first month for $30. That's a dollar a day to heal that relationship, to get started on the path of health and wellness and showing up as the woman that you want to be. So I hope that you will join us if this feels like a right fit for you. And I hope that you'll implement these strategies that we talk about more than anything, right? That's my goal is that you take what you learn and implement it and practice it. Okay. I'll be back next week for another episode. Okay, my friend, if you love the Woman of Wellness podcast, did you know that one of the biggest ways you can say thank you is by hitting that subscribe button and leaving a review? This helps the women that need this message have more of a chance of seeing it. And if these messages speak to you, why not share the love? I genuinely care what you think of this podcast. If this particular episode resonated with you, just copy the link and send it to a friend or share it on social media. Make sure to tag me at a woman of wellness and I will be sure to send my love right back. And while you're at it, just come hang out with me on Instagram. I share lots more support over there as well. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here. I absolutely mean it.